This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, August 17, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. $4 billion in stimulus funds are in the hands of the Secretary of Education to fund competitive grants among states to push for improved educational outcomes for kids. Neil McCluskey, Associate Director of the Cato Institute's Center for Educational Freedom, says the best lobbyists are in Washington, and that means whatever is intended by the race to the top fund won't come out in the legislative wash. The race to the top fund is $4.35 billion. That is under the discretion, the use is under the discretion of the Secretary of Education. It came through the stimulus. So out of about $100 billion in the stimulus for education, this is $4.35 billion that the Secretary of Education can use however he sees fit. And the at least the, the line he's using is that he's going to use it to encourage states to raise standards and do good things. Incentivize state education systems to do good things. What is, how does the Secretary of Education interpret that? Well, since the stimulus passed, they, they've basically been, been focusing on just a few things that they say they're going to require states to do, or at least encourage states to do. Because if you read the draft regulations, it's very questionable what is required, what's just encouraged. But what they're going to encourage states to do is, first and foremost, have a longitudinal data system that tracks how students are doing and that, that a state could conceivably evaluate teachers on or use to evaluate teachers. Um, so have some data system where you could say, well, a student learned X amount under Mrs. Y um, and include that in how that teacher is evaluated. They also, though, want to, want to encourage states to raise caps on charter schools and to do a few other things. And, and most importantly, depending on where you sit, also to encourage states to sign on to the Common Core State Standards Initiative, which is a national standards initiative. In my experience, uh, following the ins and outs of education bureaucracies at the state level, they've consistently opposed efforts to gather longitudinal data on that f- tracks individual student achievement through the process in favor of uh, systems that basically give entire schools a homogenized score. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like that, that there would be much uh, will at the state level for longitudinal data gathered on students. Mm-hmm. Well, there is actually some movement after No Child Left Behind or after several years of experience with No Child Left Behind to say, well, it makes no sense to to evaluate schools the way we're doing now, which is this year's fourth graders get you know 95% are proficient, whatever, however you define proficient. Well, next year's fourth graders have to be 97% proficient. So they do they do want to try and measure student learning over time, which is not an unreasonable thing. Of course, the problem with No Child Left Behind is what most of the effort is put into is lowering the rigor of the test or evaluation so you can get everybody proficiency when that means nothing. Then the real danger of having the statewide data system and saying that you're connecting teacher evaluation to it is, and and President Obama has been fairly clear about this, saying that we're not do this to you, teachers, we're going to come up with evaluation with you, is you make a very small part of merit pay or whatever evaluation connected to actual student test scores, and the vast majority of it can be whether or not a 
teacher you know, volunteers to do 10 hours extra of, of development, things like that. So the danger is that you tie a whole lot of extra money to this. And it's really a lie to say that most of it is based on seeing how much a student learns under a particular teacher. What about the rest of the uh, race to the top fund? What does that consist of? Well, now you're going to have the same problem with the rest of the race to the top fund that, that could and, and very likely will become the problem with this idea that you're going to have merit pay, where really it's only a small percentage that's connected to how a kid does. Uh, you can have the same problem when, when you talk about lifting the cap on charter schools. And there's lots of, there's been lots of media attention to the administration going to state, and the Secretary of Education going to state saying, if you don't raise your charter school cap, if you don't allow more school choice and more competition, then you might not be eligible for this money. Because the next thing they almost always say is, but we're not for charter schools, we're for good accountable charter schools, which means you could have the money to raise a cap, but at the same time, you have to make charter schools the exact same thing as traditional public schools. And you let government dictate every single aspect of it, at which point you might as well not even have charter schools. And then what I think is even the most dangerous part about this is connecting this money to adopting national standards which the administration and and states who are participating in this National Standards Consortium, they keep saying, oh, it's going to be voluntary, don't worry, if we don't like the standards, we don't have to adopt it, and they definitely won't be federal standards. Except the federal government is saying, if you want essentially your taxpayers' dollars back, you have to sign on to these standards. And not only that, they're going to spend, the, the secretary said, $350 million out of this race to the top fund could go to writing a national test to go with these standards. Then you have a federal test and you have federal money that is being dangled out in front of states to say, you want this, you have to adopt these quote-unquote voluntary standards. So essentially what you have is a federal takeover of the schools through the race to the top fund. And once the federal government takes over, there isn't even an ability to move to another state if you're not happy. You're stuck with standards at one place that is run by the federal government and make no mistake, the National Education Association, the American Federation of Teachers, the American Association of School Administrators, all those people who fight reformed at the state level, they've all got big headquarters right here, and it would save them a lot of time, a lot of trouble, and a lot of money if they could do one-stop shopping and control everything from Washington. Neil McCluskey is Associate Director of the Cato Institute's Center for Educational Freedom and author of the book Feds in the Classroom. You can get your copy at Cato.org.